Hi everyone, um, it's Artie and Danielle again. So here's another episode. Today we are chatting to a mate of mine called Niall. So I met Niall in Australia, where he currently is right now. But tell us how that works later, because um, I, I haven't been there in a very long time. So yeah, Niall's in Australia at the moment, and we're going to have a nice little chat to him about all his travelling before he got to Australia, because there is there is so much that you've done, Niall um so yeah we're excited to have you on the podcast yeah and I'm excited to meet you because I've never met you before and this is our first episode back for the year so we basically want to know how did you get to Australia what did you do before you got there because you've been traveling for a while right uh yeah yeah uh yeah it was lovely to meet you too Danielle always a pleasure to put a a face to somebody I've heard a lot about obviously Artie tells lots of stories so this is uh yeah this is nice true but um yeah, I did. Um, I did a little bit um, of traveling before I got here. This was almost uh, accidental, really, because the the plan was really to do the Americas uh, from top to bottom, and then uh, you know you run out of money and you start looking around and where can you end up? And Australia is an easy place to to get a job and uh, get a working visa and earn some cash again. So that was kind of uh, how I ended up here and ended up loving it. And obviously now I, I live here for a bit, but. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, it was the Americas before. So I know you guys uh, talked about the US, and I spent a fair chunk of time there as well. But uh, and then working my way through Latin America, because um, yeah, I studied it quite a lot at uni. So you end up uh, you end up wanting to go and see the places you've read all about, haven't you? So you know the pyramids and the, the various ruins and the, like, the cities that you've heard like conquered here and there. So yeah, it was a it was a life aim, and I've done it now, so it's just fun. So you, yeah, you where did you studied? Go on. So you studied in America, didn't you? I did, yeah. I did like a little um, uh, exchange program. So I was over in um, the United States for about six months as part of my uh, part of my university um, experience. Obviously, the rest of it was back in the UK. Uh, Keele University it was very nice, um, and then yeah, so that was kind of the the taster you get. Uh, so I'd heard a lot about North and South America. So this was just yeah, putting all the puzzle pieces together. So where did you travel in America? Did you do a road trip there as well? Oh yeah, it was all part and parcel. I know we we might not touch on it too much because I know you guys uh, did it uh, in detail your own uh, camp experiences. But um, yeah, I did about um, four, four and a half, five months in the United States before I moved down, and then did another eight or so months in uh, in Latin America after that. So yeah, and I was went all over. I've probably been to about half the states in the uh, in the country at this point. Um, just just for um, our listeners, Niall's our number one fan. Just put it out there. <laughs> He listens to all the episodes. That's exactly yeah, what yeah. we've covered. Better than us. Yeah. <laughs> ah, listen, you know what it was? It's because um, I I listened to a couple uh, in preparation for this, and I was like, oh, let me just get that, you know, revive. Let me get the feel for it. Uh, so I went and re-listened. So you got two. You got two views out of me now for each one. So there you go. <laughs> Amazing. At least look, someone has to listen to them, and if it's not Danielle and myself, at least it's you. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll go. <laughs> So can you tell me about Latin America? Because I mean, South America is on my my list. Like it's my next mm. place that I want to go to. Um, and mm. then I've just been watching. Have you seen Long Way Up with you, McGregor, and his yeah. friend Charlie? So basically, what they oh, do, they've had they have a the motorbikes around here. Yeah, they ride electric bikes all the way from the very like bottom of South America to the top to, and then they go to LA. 
it is crazy mm. it's so good but every time I watch these programs I'm like oh my god I need to go and I know that you went to Bolivia as well and saw the salt flats and if anybody yes. hasn't seen it yet now has an amazing epic photo there which is yeah, yeah. like one <laughs> of the best places to get your Instagram photo in Bolivia um but yeah just like tell us about South America a bit because I I really want to go it looks so good it is stunning um and I'll say actually on that um on the motorbike rides that's kind of one of the first times I'd heard of it is um Che Guevara before he became like a you know revolutionary icon and he did something similar driving from Argentina with his friend like way back in the day kind of that would have been what in the gosh 40s or something um, or 50s and he drove up with his mate on their motorbikes just gambling drinking all the way up through from Argentina to Cuba so I read the motorcycle diaries and I was like wow that sounds awesome um so yeah not not dissimilar uh just uh, you know 50 or uh, 50 odd years apart did you ride a motorbike but, um, oh gosh no no i'd fall off and die <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to i'd love to but like there's no chance my my sense about this is rubbish i can you know even me riding a bike is uh, is pretty tragic to see so uh, we'll uh, we'll avoid the near death uh experiences when i can and when i'm definitely know they're coming but um yeah leave them not to even, me. I didn't no. even do an yeah there you go so you've got stories for days I already I already have some let alone like, I don't need to add to the, the list <laughs> so but um in, in terms of your trip can you like maybe maybe cover kind of the route that you specifically took because I think um that'd be really useful for listeners because I think the route you took was quite logical right yeah for sure I mean the first part ironically isn't um, so we'll set all that up by going, yeah, really logical. But the first, I, I dipped down in Mexico in the middle of my US trip because I had to go see some whale sharks and I knew the season was running out. So like halfway through my US trip, I was, I was like, right now, I've got to bomb it down uh, to the east coast of Mexico just on a random flight just to make sure I saw them, which I did. And that was amazing. Um, right on the east coast in like the Cancuns and the Playa del Carmen's of the world. So I went and did that. And that was like, stunning. Love that. Love that country. Mexico is like incredible and I highly recommend everybody to go. Um, Mexico is cool. And I know everyone, ah, it's awesome. And I mean, I know everyone talks about Cancun and that it gets a bad rap and that, but like the country is huge. So leave that East coast and go to like, you know, the, the central parts and it's just stunning. Um, is that where you, yeah. is that where you messed up your Achilles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately it was, I'd, uh, I bought some really budget shoes. And so this can be your first, like, you do it's not a travel hack. It's, I walked in rubbish shoes for about six months. Yeah, but why months. would you buy rubbish shoes? Oh, you <laughs> know, I already you spent like... nine pairs of shoes on your travels? I don't understand. Because um, not everyone's here, Danielle. <laughs> yeah, this is it. This is yours and my kind of, this is where we split off. And I only had like three pairs of shoes because I thought, I was the complete opposite. I thought, ultimate utility. This, these will be able to do all kinds of things. So I had like one pair of flip-flops, one pair of trainers, which were terrible. And then a pair of uh, a pair of boots for going out and about, but um, no, the trainers were shocking. And so, like when I got there, my Achilles just went, and I was in like an Airbnb, and I just couldn't walk. Luckily, I was with my mate who was Mexican, and um, instead of me going to the hospital and panicking, she took me to these. There's like these little, uh, uh, almost like doctors that are open all the time, pretty much. So you just go in, you pay like you know, a, is it fifteen bucks or something? And then um, the doctor will have a look at you and there we go. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Just give you a prescription for what you need and then you can dart straight off. So instead of me incurring all kinds of hospital bills, which I you know, probably would have done if I was on my own, 
Uh, I just popped in and did that instead. But yeah, unfortunately, I couldn't walk for a week and a half, so that was fine. But the first thing I did was go out and buy some proper walking trainers, and uh, it was well worth it. So that's there's your first there's your first hack before we get to the end. <laughs> I bet you've got tons of hacks. But um, okay, yeah. So take take us through what what was the route you took? So obviously you dipped out yeah. from Mexico. Yeah, so Mexico is the only unusual bit. So then you come out of Mexico, and then once I finished the uh, United States, flew down um, straight to Belize, which is just on like the Caribbean side. Um, so you're Belize, you come inland to Guatemala, which is just south of Mexico, and the rest uh, it's called the Gringo Trail because a lot of people actually do it on the the Central American trip. So you go from Belize, Guatemala, and then you go down towards the kind of um, Nicaraguas and the Costa Ricas. Uh, there's El Salvador and Honduras on the way as well. I can't really speak on that. I drove straight through them because they were having uh, some problems at the time, and they don't have a great rep for uh, for travellers. At least when I was there, which was yeah 20, uh, 2017, 2018 comes time. Um, unfortunately, so I skipped those. But uh, yeah, so it's it's kind of working your way down, pretty much straight line all the way to Costa Rica. And then from there, I flew to um, Brazil, flew to Brazil. And then the rest is basically just a horseshoe. You go down Argentina and then up through Bolivia, Peru and Colombia and you're all set. That's crazy. Ready to go traveling I did spend Christmas in Brazil. Yeah, it was rubbish. How was that? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? Because, yeah, like I flew on Christmas Day, which was the oh, cheapest no. way to do it. But I arrived, I had jet lag and then... I had to, it was my first Christmas away as well. So then I had to uh, basically FaceTime my family and watch them have a great time eating Christmas dinner <laughs> while I sat on the beach Aww. drinking beers with a Scottish bloke I'd met that morning. And then we ate a pizza. It was tragic. <laughs> but, I mean, it doesn't sound that tragic. Yeah, well, it was pretty on bad. The beach and then on I Christmas, burned... Christmas Day, you know? There's nothing tragic oh. about being on the beach on Christmas Day, Niall. But I guess because you're so tired it. and you yeah fair I actually want to touch on later I just want to touch on like how you spent Christmas this year then because that was another Christmas away right yes, I want to compare that but um we can get on to that in a bit mm-hmm. so what yeah, did you t- have any gone I was just going to say the actual reason I flew there because obviously then I got to spend New Year's in Rio which was com- like probably the best I've ever had so you know it oh swings around you know Outrageous. I love New Year's. I love New Year's. I always wanted you just to live New Year's okay. in general. Yeah, I love it. Everybody's like, oh, it's overrated. I'm like, no, the biggest, baddest party I'm going. Yeah, that's 100%. it. Oh, it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were down, where did we do? Um, just uh, hung out with, a, made some friends in the hostel and then wandered down to Copacabana. Uh, and uh, they had their own kind of unlimited drink section on the beach. Uh, so just drank, had a great time, danced on the beach, had a, yeah, watched the fireworks. They were awesome. And um, yeah, staggered back and I fell asleep on the on the porch. <laughs> Me and Artie are terrible <laughs> with unlimited drinks and on New Year's. Yeah, it's tricky. It is tricky. But uh, you know, I, that was younger me. That was younger me. I had less uh, less self control. Maybe now. Well, I, I think that was that was also younger me. I will never drink that much ever again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. I actually haven't since. I've probably like twice since had like really intense nights, but never again like that. Mm. Yeah, we won't share that New Year's story. Yeah, it was in Australia. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep everyone thinking. (laughs) 
I mean, I would no, tell it if you ever if you ever catch me without yeah. a camera on. I'm like this one time, yeah. and I've yeah, never yeah. stopped. I've never. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll tell you it. later. We'll tell you later. <laughs> Not now. Well, this is the family friendly podcast, isn't it? And then we'll have a like yeah. an eighteen plus version for, uh, for the adults. Yeah, exactly. Uh, an extension. We'll have a half hour extension for the, uh, the, the bad stories we don't want to tell on this one. But yeah, that's a good idea. That's a subscription fee, though. So people got to pay us. So. Yeah, yeah. I love this. Fans <laughs> only. Exactly. There you go. Well, now, what um, what made you just? out of there like out there what made you want to travel the Americas like what like was there a reason or was it just like oh, that yeah. normal travel reason where you just have to spend to see places <laughs> uh well realistically I'd started planning it when I was like a teenager um because I'd went and done like you know the classic Euro trip where you jump on like an interrail or something and you zip around it and me and my uh, me and my buddy had done it when we were kids and then we thought oh, you know what would be really cool um, like an American road trip. So actually the, the whole image started with the US because we thought, oh, we do the whole Route 66 bit and hire a car and do that whole thing. Um, but as the years progressed, and obviously uh, you need a fair chunk of change to go over there. And we were both going to uni at the time. So we were just, you know, that wasn't probably a, a perfect time for us. Um, the more I learned about places, the more I thought, oh, well, I'll just add this on. And you realize, oh, but you know, like Mexico's just next door. So we'll just check that out. And oh, actually, you know, then I met uh, a buddy of mine. Uh, he went and did kind of like six weeks in, in Central. And he had a, the best time. So I was like, oh, I got really jealous. I'm like, all right, well, no, that's what I'm going to do as well. So I'll do my road trip. And then I'll do another road trip just back to back. And then, you know, you study somewhere. And you're like, oh, you know, that looks like a really cool pyramid. Oh, you know what I'll do, though? I'll just add that on. Oh, I'll finish that. So that the kind of four or five months that I'd originally planned, yeah, did escalate a little bit into uh, close to about 12. And by which time my buddy... Uh, maybe didn't quite want to go on the 12-month trip. So we did uh, a couple of months in the US <laughs> together and then I did the rest by myself. So you you went with Ross, right? So what what was mm. th- what were the kind of main differences? Because you're that that's your mate, right? I'm not just picking Yeah, yeah that is Ross, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you went with Ross and then, Ross. Hi Ross. <laughs> you went with Ross and um then you had a lot of time doing it solo. So were, were there yeah. any like big differences? Because you're still basically on the same trip that you planned, but your mate have just mates just like come in, ducked out. Like, mm. did you notice any differences in your behaviour with, let's say, kind of doing things, going and seeing places, or do you feel like you were just the same as when Ross was there, just travelling? Oh, no, solo? of course. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, and me and Ross are basically ideal travel partners uh, because we're both just very reasonable people. So if I go, oh, I want to do this, he'll be like, yeah, okay, we'll just do that then. And then if he says, oh, I actually want to squeeze this, and yeah, no worries, we'll make time for it. So um, in terms of, there's not, there wasn't actually that much friction um, as a travel as a travel goes. But obviously, when you're on your own, you literally do whatever you want, whenever you want. So of course, there was a like a completely different dynamic. But um, I will say I gave myself a little bit of like a, a warm up. So when he flew back to the UK, um, I then went to visit friends in a couple of cities. As, and so instead of just being by myself in a new city, I'd go and stay with like a mate. So say I went to uh, uh, Colorado and went to see my buddy Jake. Um, and then I went to Texas to see uh, another one of my pals. So kind of like the way it started was like a... Uh, the beginning of the crescendo and then you've got your feet you know you've, you've done a couple of uh, journey days by yourself you're like oh no this isn't that hard it's fine 
it's the, it's the same as it always was. And then, you know, as soon as you realize it's not actually that complicated, you're like, no, okay, uh, I'm good to go now. And then yeah, that was it. And then the yeah. next 10, 10 or so months was just me. Was that your first time solo traveling? Yeah. Yeah, it was a big one to, to kind of, yeah, to kick it off, I know. But I thought uh, I didn't really, I had the money. I was ready to go. Everything was set. So I didn't really see the point in having a warm-up. I was just like, nah, come on now. Ross, mine, Ryan and Ross's kind of trip was um, was effectively getting in the, the headspace of, all right, this is what we do. We live in hostels now. That's fine. I live in a rucksack. It's great. Uh, so I was already pretty much in the in the headspace to, to succeed there. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Were you quite comfortable solo traveling then? Because it's not for everyone. <laughs> like, I haven't done it yet properly. Mm. But to do it in it, South America and stuff, like, I don't know yeah. if I'd solo travel there. But then again, it's like different for males and females as well, I think. Yeah, that's true as well. Um, and obviously, yeah, you've got, you've got to look into like the, the culture aspect before you, you would do that. Um, if you if you were to try and do it for the first time ever, I know. You're like, so say you're you're looking at uh, like Latin America as being your next stop, and maybe that might be the one where you test out traveling solo. You might go to somewhere maybe a little bit more um, uh, westernized as the warm up, because then it gets you into like okay, so these are the cultural expectations I have to go into. So say like if you walk down the street, you will get talked to because you're a girl and because you know guys talking to girls is a completely normal thing for them within like the culture whereas say if you walk down the street uh, back home nobody should talk to you we're from london we ignore each other that's how it works yeah so <laughs> you know, there's there's a barrier to understand it's not it's not like wrong or it's just different so you just got like you know got to get used to it but then yeah. course, the cultural differences bit, basically yeah for sure and you know you just got to be smart with it same as anything, you know. Yeah. Don't go into a favela. It's an easy rule. <laughs> oh, but they look uh but you know in Fast and Furious and Fast Five and uh, yeah. favelas. It's <laughs> just it's just my dream, but you know, I don't want to get shot. But it is my dream <laughs> to to Yeah. I, I know I'll find my actually, way in one. Yeah, to be fair, there are hostels in them. If like right on the on the outskirts, so I suppose if that that's like kind of like a, a little cheap way to do it if you if you really wanted to. But um, that really I stayed, allows I me to, like. There's <laughs> <laughs> the crime element. You just saw what? God, what's that film? Ah, uh, what's the film based in Rio? Brothers. God, I'm gonna forget. It's terrible. I'll, I'll remember it's it later. I'll share it. Yeah, yeah. But um, that was my first interaction when I flew in. So I flew in on Christmas Day. Got picked up at the airport by a lovely old uh, Brazilian man who um. He was, he must've been 70, 75 years old, still driving a taxi, um, didn't speak a lick of English. And uh, when he dropped me off at, uh, at my hostel and I got out, got my bag on, I was like, yeah, okay, ready to go. Thank you very much. And he just grabbed me by the arm and he said, he pointed to the left and he just said, shook his head and said, no. And then he pointed to the right and he nodded and he said, yes. And I was just like, okay, so don't go that way. He's like, no, but do go that way. He's like, yes. I was like, thank you. And I found out later it's because it will like if you walk that way you go straight into like you know crime so like, okay good. oh what a good man though to like yeah. just just the yeah, warning lovely. you know just like I mean look out for me from the for the out from the outset and just yeah oh it happened to me all the time I'd be about literally like you know dressed up in my gringo outfit with you know the headphones on looking at my phone and trying to find where I'm at and then a lovely local would see me about to walk into 
like certain disaster and grab me and go, oh, no, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the kindness of strangers. It is, yeah. Lovely guys. What were the locals like? So, I mean, did you have any, obviously that sounds like a standout experience. Did you have any other kind of standout experiences of locals during your trip? I, I love, I love like how, like what Danielle just said, the kindness of strangers and you really, it's really in your face when you're traveling. Mm. Oh, all the time. I mean, that you say that's a standout. That happened to be all the time, all the time. There was, um, there was a bunch of times in uh, Central America, one of them whose name I actually, um, actually got he spoke English quite well his name was Carlos and he was walking along with his uh, his wife and his little girl and he saw me about to walk into a very rough neighborhood because I decided I wasn't going to get a cab I was just going to walk to my hostel down the road and it was only about half an hour walk so I thought that's okay um, and he came over he was like oh no amigo no 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 and he pointed uh, this like group of uh, group of guys that literally like on the edge of this area he said banditos which is obviously just like you know bandits they're going to come rob you like, oh, okay oh, but I don't want a taxi. And he was like, no, no, it's no much, no much. It's okay. And it was like one pound for a taxi. So, okay. <laughs> okay. I was being, I was being a bit much. Okay. Yeah, but no, you're very, you, you're very like tight with your pair of strings. I feel like when traveling, yeah, no, which is good. But like... <laughs> you know, you get into your own head though, because it just sounds like a lot. It's like a hundred local money. And you're like, yeah, that's outrageous. I'm not spending a hundred local money. And they're like, oh, actually, no, it's nothing. I've forgotten it's 50 bit. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So you came, no, to, yeah, you that... came to like, you came close to like many, many moments. Uh, yeah, but never, never, nothing bad happened. People always ask me about the safety aspect, but everyone was really lovely to me, if I'm being totally honest. And I contrast that with other places I've been in. I've been to Asia since, and uh, I had some less savory experiences. And in comparison, the people in Latin America are just so, so like friendly, so warm. They want to walk, walk up to you, have a chat, um, practice whatever English they've got, and they kind of... Uh, I see you as a, obviously it depends. I'm, I'm literally a poster child English person, I'm blue hair, uh, blue eyes, blonde hair, kind of just walking around. So um, I'm a bit of an advert. So they come up to me and they want to, they want to practice things. Yeah, that's great. No worries. I practice my Spanish. It's terrible, but we'll go. It's fine. But no, the, the people are lovely. Did you learn Spanish, especially because of your trip? Oh uh, yeah, pretty much. So when I was in um, Guatemala, um, there's a town called Antigua, which is stunning. Um, it's a World Heritage Site. I think UNESCO said the whole town is now a, a World Heritage Site. Um, but it's quite famous for having loads of Spanish teachers there because the, the, the type of Spanish they speak is quite clean. So um, I did take some lessons while I was there because I was realizing that I, I was not communicating as well as perhaps I, I could have been. Uh, so I did take a few and it got a lot better by then. I think uh, that was the inspiration after I got back, and I've been yeah, I've been learning Spanish this year during lockdown, which was uh, which was uh, fantastic. Do you feel like you've improved, or do you think you'd still <clears throat> benefit from being in the location and learning? Mm. I was probably I'm probably still I was probably still better when I was there, um, just because you use it every day. But um, I reckon send me back now and give me one month, and then we'd yeah, I'd be all right. Fluent? Oh, Christ, no. <laughs> Fluent at ordering my food, maybe. But uh, anything past that would be uh, maybe it would be a bit of a struggle here. Oh, Speaking well, let's, of let's, food. Yeah. Yeah, what was the food like? We like food. We love food. What was the food like? How did you find the food? I mean, when I was in Mexico, I had the worst stomach ever. I just could not <laughs> stomach the food. It was so... Yeah 
bad I mean the food was really tasty I really like the food in Mexico but I just like my body just couldn't tolerate it but like what's the food like mm. in the rest of South America and stuff is it similar to Mexico or is there like different cuisines in different places now Mexico is a bit of a standout like completely different um and I know what you mean though because I went to a taco place um and on one night I very confidently layered up the tacos with the red sauce unidentifiable there was a red sauce and a green sauce loaded up with the red sauce I was absolutely fine and I thought I was a bit you know thought I was the big man and I took my friend back a couple of days later I was like, oh don't worry no, it's an amazing taco place confidently loaded up with the red sauce and it proceeded to blow my mind because they put in like a hundred chilies about two minutes before so that's the uh, I know I know what you mean it's just a bit of a dice roll sometimes especially with the big family run joints because um, it's just constantly adding to the pot and you don't know where you're going to get no, Mexican food is very different, I would say. It's delicious, but it's very different. Look, most of the countries, you'd say, you're just looking at rice and beans is the, the like foundation of every meal you'll have. There were days where, like, there were weeks where I had rice and beans for pretty much three times a day in some fashion. Uh, for breakfast would be rice and beans with some eggs. And then, like, dinner would be rice and beans, um, say, with uh, some kind of like, really, like, a, uh, like, delicious like piece of meat on the side. Uh, it was good, but... Yeah, if you, as long as you like rice and beans, you'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> was it cheap there? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It depends where you go. There, obviously, like the uh, the economies for for all the countries are completely different. So if you go to Brazil, you'll pay a fair chunk more in the cities than say if you go to like I don't know uh, Bolivia. Um, and that's just like in comparison, cities are obviously much more expensive than the countryside. So you go to the countryside and you'll you'll pay you'll be paying nothing. Um, but then if you yeah if you go to Rio, if you go to Buenos Aires. Uh, you'll be paying the normal money, basically, for a dinner. Say, so I went for a fancy meal in um, in Rio, and it was a, a churrasco, which is, you'll have seen them, actually. They're around in most cities now. It's a Brazilian barbecue. So they come around with the, the, the steaks, huge hunks of meat, and they just mm-hmm. cut it off. I love unlimited. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's outrageous. But so, like, I went to one of those in Rio, and it was amazing. Probably my favourite meal the, the, whole, uh, the whole trip. Um, it was about 40 US which, you know, to a traveller sounds like an awful lot. But now when you go back into Western society, it's pretty normal. Actually, it's fine. What is that here then? Like, what what price would that be here? No, you're asking the current exchange rates. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't tell you that off the top of my head. That might be 30. 20 pounds, 30, 25, 30, depends on the rate. Maybe. Yeah, I'd say, we'll just say 30 30 quid roughly. But, um, you know. Give, that's not that bad for like a top top restaurant it's pretty and unlimited good. right so unlimited yeah they had a they got a little plate with a green side and a red side so when you flip the red side it says like no more thank you and then if you turn it back onto the green side they'll start bringing you over more uh, and then, yeah, no, it's superb amazing amazing cuts of meat don't fall for it guys though because they bring over sausages so don't don't eat the sausages skip the sausages skip the chicken wings wait for the good stuff to come like in about half an hour it's worth oh, the work. Let's try and fill you up. Mm-hmm. And every time. Mm. But no, the food was good. But it, yeah, it would it would change. It would change. But yeah, for the most part, say like um, the only thing I really didn't vibe with too heavily was uh, in Colombia. They give you little side like sides of soup with pretty much every meal, which is great. No complaints yet. But then they put um, coriander in it, and I'm one of those people that can't. Have I it. hate. I hate mm. coriander. Yeah, I still, I'll put, I'll put a little bit in, but I just, I can't. 
it's a bit much. So uh, every time I'd like, this soup is so delicious, but it tastes like coriander. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, the food was good, but it's simple fare. Because you're going to these, some of these countries aren't very, um, uh, they're, they're not Western countries. They're, they're very basic, especially when you're traveling. The trick is to find a little local restaurant with plastic chairs uh, full, filled with locals. And if you find that, the food's probably going to be delicious. It's probably going to be cheap, but it's going to be simple. That's, uh, that's all I, I was looking for when I was here. Uh, dieting around because he's right I am a bit I'm a bit of a cheapskate when I'm when I'm on the road so just how it is well you have to I know this personally (laughs) experiences as well right 100% so every time I paid one quid for a meal that mean I could spend like you know 100 on something else so it was it was worth it yeah Niall's like pair strings are real tight like he does so well prepping for the entire week what was it just a just like rice for the whole like the whole week and I it put yeah, me to work. shame it put my prepping to shame I just remember being like oh my god he's better than me <laughs> every Sunday oh, I don't know uh it was every Sunday still is that's just a life habit now but that's okay I took Tupperware with me actually when I was on the road I had three or four bits in the in the bag just in case I think that's a really smart thing to do actually I've, I started doing that I started doing that mm. back in the day when I was traveling mm. back in the day um yeah, <laughs> I was, was in thing. 2019 I started doing that because then you can like just take your food away because there's like loads on the plate just have it later for dinner yeah and I will say like it didn't really come into it that much in um in Latin America because it is pretty cheap for the most part but in places like the US so um you, you're saving yourself bundles so it was smarter in some places and less smarter but uh, yeah places like Latin America and Asia there's no real point because the food is actually cheaper in the restaurant than it is you can cook so it's just a little bit wild. Yeah, that makes sense. So, do you have a favorite place in South America where you visited? Mm. Uh, I say Guatemala usually to the, to that question because I had such a so I spent roughly a month in every country, uh, and I had such a great month there. That's such a great month, um, and I you know it's one of those where it was just a perfect combination. Like when first when I first arrived, I met this amazing group of people, and we basically traveled together through mm. the country for the next three weeks or so. Um, so we were seeing all of this amazing stuff with a great group of people, you know, the uh, conversation was uh, was fantastic, you know, like common interests, you're laughing at the same stuff, sense of humor is fantastic, the group dynamics all there. And at the same time, so you're going and doing these like amazing things. Um, so that would be something I would say specifically like about America's, the activities are wild. Like some of the stuff you can do is insane. Like, so for, and Guatemala is a good example of it. So you arrive in the north and you go to a little town called Flores. Okay. Flores is basically an island in the middle of a lake with one road going to it. So every day it's just like little cobbled streets or you're paddling in the lake or you're going, you know, those little like uh, boats will take you around to like little private beaches around the thing. You're having a great time. Amazing start. So you meet everybody there, have a few uh, drinks in the hostel. Then you go down and there's a place called Semic Champagne, which is just a rainforest. And then you live in the rainforest for about a week. And you just like hang out there. Yeah, exactly. You've got like communal meals. You sleep in hammocks. It's just like, you know, incredible views. Go on these amazing hikes and there's like a, like a rolling river that's going through the forest. But it's a river made up of like waterfalls, basically. So then you go and you swim in the pools and you're having a great time. Christ, there was a... Um, there was a rock, uh, oh no, it was a cave. It was a cave tour and they just give you a candle and let you loose. So you're in this cave and you're swimming through the cave with your candle above the water. 
desperate and your, your candle will go out, obviously, and your man will have to come back and light it up for you again and then swim away. It's chaos, absolute chaos, but so much fun. I just, yeah, no help and safety, but that's kind of what makes it great. Exactly. Wait, that sounds, that sounds incredible. It is, yeah. And then, you know, and then you get to Antigua, you're learning Spanish and you climb volcanoes. So, you know, just to top it off. So Guatemala, that's like a, like, pop that on the list, you know? <laughs> 100%. It always, it breaks my heart a little bit to see, like, they, I know they go through their political struggles, um, uh, but, uh, so it's probably not a great place to go now. Uh, I mean, nowhere's a good place to go now, but you know what I mean, like, even before, <laughs> before the world broke, you know, you'd, uh, you probably wouldn't have gone there. But yeah, in a couple of years, but if, if they manage to, uh, to get the situation under control, it, yeah, it's stunning. It is stunning. I am definitely coming to you for all of my mm -hmm. South America travel tips. Yeah. Oh, mate. That's, That's yeah, literally sure. what I did. That's what I did. I went to Nile for, I had not South America, but I was, I was going to go on a trip to America. So I did go to Nile and I was like, now tell me these things. Mm -hmm. Now tell me people I can stay with because cheapskate. Like, I don't know what it is with backpackers. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I remember going like, Nile, tell me everything. But Wasted, wasted advice. Wasted advice for now. And then don't worry, you'll get there. You'll get there eventually. That was the Texas trip, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And then me and just the wanted to do, it's like me wanting to do a random, like stop off in random cities. And I was like, Artie, that's no, like <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and I'm like, but, yeah. but I want to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was, you should have seen it, Danielle. It was like, I'll just pop up to New York from Texas. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I did it as well, though. I booked a ticket. I did book it. I booked a, I booked New York, and then I booked New York to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. all right then if you're flying. But, you know, you can't just pop up there on, on the bus. Or... No, 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 it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I try and be smart about it. I'm like, just fly there, you know, for, like, really yeah. cheap. Make that the destination that I like go in and out of and then they can see yeah. everywhere else. But then I also wanted yeah, to yeah. go see California and I don't, I just don't think that could have worked. Um, <laughs> Did you no. look at the map? That's kind of, yeah, is that, is <laughs> no. the question I asked as well, but we won't go into it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, uh... No, I didn't look at the map. I've never been to America. Yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of where it came from as well, wasn't it? Because I'd obviously... Oh, the reason she asked in the first place is because I couch surfed quite a lot while I was um, yeah. traveling. So I would, you know, you'd, you'd have local people and they'd hopefully have a spot uh, free. And then Artie would already know they're, they're kosher because I'd met them and I would be able to say, yeah, no, they're, they're good people. So it was, um, yeah, it was a little, it was a little in there. But that was another, that would be another thing I'd highly recommend. Um, couch surfing is fantastic for meeting yeah. like local people. And then you get to go and see and do like local normal stuff. Because it's the same thing, isn't it? It's like if somebody's coming to visit uh, visit London, Danielle, say, and uh, you were going to be the, the guide, you wouldn't take them to, say, like the Ritz. You take them to your local Italian, the one you know is good. The one you go yeah. to Santa on a Maria and Eden Broadway, but yeah. Boom, I've there had quite we go. a few. Like, <laughs> I've had quite a few foreign people stay with me. Well, I'll say quite a few, like a couple. And my friend from Italy, mm. she stayed with me. And then I had a friend from Israel who stayed with me. So yeah, when they stay with me, again, like you said, you take them to the local places, get them out of London, go down to good old Portsmouth 100%. where Artie loves and yeah, let's exactly. go out and see some things. Like you said, the I, local, I love traveling with locals. So, cause like mm -hmm. you said, you get to see things that you wouldn't normally see. Um, yeah. 
That is exactly right. makes, and you get to see the makes, way they live yeah. as well. So it's crazy. And it makes a difference when I think I think because being people that have traveled and had that kindness given to us when traveling, and then you have mm. people come and visit you, you kind of want to give that back. Or even if they're not visiting you, like I have, I've got a new housemate He's from Australia. He's from Brisbane. Never, Shock. Like, yeah, yeah, never left, like, <laughs> you know, Brisbane, like never left. And I was like, oh, let's like, I, I was just thinking in my head like, oh, okay, what should I recommend? And I keep trying to recommend like the places I love that aren't like chain restaurants or, you know, mm. I'll, I'll be like, go here. It's totally local. Oh, here's a Colombian restaurant that no one really talks about. And it's it's not like a big chain in Westfield. It's just a small place down the road in a corner in Shepherd's Bush, like stuff mm. like that. And you, those are the standout things that will probably make their experience, I believe, because they're the things that make my experience in other places. It's not like my mate's taking me to a random restaurant. It's like my mate going, my grand's having a meal today up in the mountains in Italy. Let's go. And I yeah. think that's what that's yeah, what yeah, that's yeah. what really catches my eye. No. Oh, 100 percent And realistically, they don't need you to Google top 10 places in wherever you live. That's what Lonely Planet's for. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. So you did all so, this yeah, amazing no, think... travel and then you ended mm. up in Australia. So did you go I home did. first? Or how did you get to Australia? What happened? Uh, I, I flew there from Hawaii. So you went to Hawaii as well. Where did you go? Yeah. Which islands? When? No. Oh, it was at Oahu. Yeah, Oahu. Another one. I had a, I have a good mate there. He's um, I met him on my Euro trip when I was uh, no, it wasn't Euro trip. I met him in Croatia when I was um maybe like early twenties. Uh, we had a great time, and then he ended up on that same trip coming over to London, and uh, me, me, him, and Ross. That uh, was the me, him, and Ross hang out. Had a great time. He was like, "Oh man, whenever you uh, come over to the the state side, you should uh, you should hit me up." And I thought he was in California. So when I was in California, I called him. I said, "Justin, you know, I'm going to be in your I'm going to be in your neighborhood." He was like, oh, "Dude, I've just moved to Hawaii." I was like, "All right, well, hold that thought. I'll come back to you in about eight months. Are you still going to be there in eight months?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably be there." Okay, okay, good, good, good. And so um, yeah, when I when I finished up in uh, at the end of Colombia, um, and realized right, actually. Getting from Colombia to Australia is pretty difficult. Um, no direct flights. Um, I thought, oh, well, Hawaii's kind of halfway there anyway. And it wasn't like, there wasn't really real difference in the price. So I might as well just stop over, have a couple of weeks in paradise and just relax and, and enjoy myself. Yeah, exactly. And, I, you know, listen, I just had like an amazing, amazing year. But um, it's quite tiring, hey? You know, you keep, you go, yeah. uh, you're going on and on, you're forming on. I did not mind the idea of just relaxing for a couple of weeks uh, with a good mm. mate, just hanging out and then uh, doing nothing too stressful um, as preparation for, you know, going back to having a job. Because obviously I didn't work for the whole year and I just yeah. took off. So it was just like, all right, let me get into the mindset. Let me have an actual holiday from my holidays and then, uh, and then we can, you know, we can set up. Yeah. So when did you decide that you were going to go to Australia? And then did you apply for your working holiday visa when you were traveling or was it before you were traveling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was while I was on the road. So it would have been somewhere. I think it was I might have been in Bolivia or something. Um, so I just shot off. It take, it took about 15 minutes to do the actual form, pay the money. And then, you know, I got it back within a couple of days. So it was no uh, it was no big deal. It was uh, it was pretty easy actually. So it did, you know, 
it was something I thought about, but there was no reason for them to say, uh, there was no reason to say no. So I was always pretty confident. Um, and probably only took three days. It probably took 20 minutes, but then I took three days to look at my email again. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So then you flew to Hawaii and then flew to Australia. That's right, yeah. Have you been there ever since? No, I did the year where I met, I met young Artie here we had a good time um and then so after my first year was done obviously I could have just rolled it over but I hadn't quite finished the trip yet because I still wanted to do Asia I thought mm, go on let me do that first so I went and did five months in Asia popped oh home for five months to see the family and then uh, and then I came back right at the beginning of 2020 um to spend my second year in Australia uh which obviously I got here just in time about a week after I arrived uh, it locked down and nobody was allowed in the country. So that was just, just made it, just made it. Yay. Did you do the farm work as well then? Yeah. Yeah. I did the farm work in the first year. I worked on a, um, abalone farm, which are like sea snails. So it was just outside of uh, Melbourne in a place called Port Arlington, which is great. So I lived by the beach there as well, actually. It's pretty tidy. I bet you love that job. Oh, you've heard me speak on this. It was uh, it was hard. It was hard graft. Yeah. Do you know what we could do? I, I I feel like we could do an entire episode of Nile in Australia and like like huh. highlights of your trip, like living in Australia and the farming. I think that would be brilliant. Um, but like oh, wow. for that, what do are there any? I I guess this time round, your second year is mm. totally different to your first year in. I'm sorry, <laughs> like it, how, you know, it must suck because you did your, I mean, you probably make the most of it, but obviously you did your farm work to earn a second year. But then my mm. question, my quick question for this episode is what made you stay? Cause you know, you, you, cause there was a choice. You could come home, but that might have fucked up your second year, like visa. Mm. Mm -hmm. Cause I know if, I know a lot of people that did come but I guess with you, like you had a place to stay, you had work, like you you weren't like acting as like a normal backpacker that's staying in a hostel, I guess, because the yeah. hostel shut down. Yeah, well, this is exactly right. Like I wasn't a backpacker by the time I came back. So realistically, I moved here, which is so the dynamics completely different. Now, I understand other people if they were just working casual jobs, but I wasn't. I was on a contract. Um and I knew I already had this job before I came back. So it wasn't, wasn't too difficult. Um, I already had a place set up, obviously, you know, chatting uh, to uh, our friend, Becky. Um, oh, our friend. Oh, Becky's met. our friend now. <laughs> yes, our friend now. Was Artie's friend. Now it's you, you have to share her. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Can I claim Ned? I think I'll claim Ned. As no, well, no, no, no. Uh, Ned and I, Ned and I oh, yeah. have had, um, Ned and I have had video calls with Becky. So I feel oh, like yeah. I'm his friend just as much as you. Although I've never actually met him in real life. So no, you no, can no, claim okay. all we're now. We're all travelers. <laughs> we share everybody yeah, else's yeah, yeah. friends. Okay. Yes, indeed. You can have Danielle. That's true. That's true. You can have Danielle. Yeah. Oh, when you're it. perfect. <laughs> oh, to share. Away like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. <laughs> to share. No, no. Um. Ooh. We got a, so, so no, like my, yeah, so my situation, yeah, so my situation is completely different. I moved in, great, great situation in terms of the house, great situation in terms of the job. So there was no real reason for me to move. And also, 
I'd already know I already knew that Australia was going to handle this much better than the rest of the world. So I, you know, early doors had a look at this and I thought, right, what what's the best place to be? Uh, and so I know what you're saying in terms of oh, it feels like a waste, but it's also I was in the best country in the world to do it. Yeah. So if you're going to have a bad time, you might as well go to the place with uh, the best way of coping with a bad time. I know, I know like people will talk about New Zealand as well, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I'll take I'll take uh, I'll take Melbourne all day. I like that. I would take mm-hmm. Melbourne all day as well. Um, yeah, it's fine. But we're not allowed exactly. out, and because we're not. Oh, so when are you back? When's your visa expiring in Australia? Um, probably end of February, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not expecting to be back anytime soon. Um, I'll probably try and stay away from England for as long as possible until you lot get it all under control. Where are you going to go? You lot as the pissoffs. Yep. <laughs> yeah, used to. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't decided go? yet. Yeah, no idea. I'll just uh, I'll leave my stuff at a mate's house. I'll get the uh, I'll get the suitcase out and uh, I'll just roll what? around and see where I'm allowed to go. I highly recommend leaving a suitcase for Becky. Mm, yeah, I don't think she she's still got them and she's not very impressed. But uh, I shan't uh, I shan't say. Oh, she's got yours as well. No, she's got yours, you idiot. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought so. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> what? So just just be- just be- before we round up the episode, so like, was it? So this would have mm. been your second Christmas away from home in Australia. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not in lockdown. Yeah, so three. Three Christmases away, two in Australia, um, and uh, neither neither of the Australian ones were in lockdown, so it was quite nice. So my first one away was I went well, both of them actually. I both basically just got adopted by a, a lovely Australian family, um, different different family each time. So first time was uh, my friend Phil, and he took me around, and we went um, to his uh, his family. We had a party in the evening, and the next day we all just went for jet skis around the lake. And then obviously this year. I joined uh, I joined Ned's family um, with uh, with Becky as well. We went and had dinner and uh, and yeah, had a good time. Had a few drinks. It was fun. So it was pretty much like just get to enjoy someone else's Christmas um, and uh, get you know a little little fuzzy feeling as well because people buy you a couple of presents. You're like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. It's very kind. Thank you <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. It was so just just so to confirm, you're not coming back to the UK which is fine I don't blame you at all um yeah that's fine no dates we'll just, we'll no just dates I won't put any dates on it yeah fine okay I reckon let's take you to your fire round hit me are you prepped do you, uh... are you do you feel ready do you feel yeah do you feel ready for this <laughs> Well, you're just going to ask me questions about myself, so I feel uniquely qualified to answer them. That's not how it works. If anyone wants to know, I am screw-facing at the camera. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, Danielle, do you want to do you want to throw them at him or? Sh- yeah, I can remember some off the top of my head because I wrote them mm-hmm. down, but they're on my oh, phone. That's, so that's fine. Let me do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I copied them. I copied them from your phone. So I've got them here. Let's do it. Okay, Niall. Mm-hmm. South America or Australia? South America. Backpack or suitcase? <laughs> uh, nowadays, suitcase. Favourite food while travelling in South America? Oh, Churrasco in, uh, in Rio. Favourite historical site? 
Uh, Teotihuacan, which is a pyramid just outside of Mexico City. There's two of them actually. Amazing, amazing places. Don't go. Couch surfing or hostels? Mm. <laughs> oh, go hostels just, but yeah, yeah, okay, hostels Ooh, just. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's then, it. That is well done. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> and do you have a, yeah, a travel was. hack for us? Um, oh, I've got a bunch, but the one, the one I will say is um, easy way to make friends when you're when you're on the road in the hostel having a great time. Um, have a pack of cards on you. Have a pack of cards and just make sure they're waterproof because everyone you're always going to be playing cards when you're drinking, having a good time. So. Make sure they're waterproof, but honestly, it's the easiest way to get people involved. If you're not, say, if you're not like a super confident person, um, just learn a few card games. Everybody loves, like, because there's a lot of downtime in hostels. So what you find is a couple of people will be playing a game of cards and someone else will just walk up and say, oh, can I join in? And you're like, yeah, no worries, and you get to chat. So um, that would be, uh, be my travel hack. Just uh, if, you're, if you want a bit of a social life, cards is slyly and in on, the, on those days where you're not out and about. Amazing. I like that. Yeah, I really so like good. that one. Well, Amazing. thank you so much for sharing all of your travels with us. It's been really great hey, talking no worries, to you and actually meeting you for the first time. Yes, I know. Yeah, it's a long. It was a long time coming, but we uh, we got there now. Hey, and apparently, or or you get to be my friend now because I always cast you aside. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Best friend because I need all of this best American trips. <laughs> yeah, she's not. The... <laughs> yeah, all day. I'll just I'll just go to my corner and having thrown away friends at each other. But um, yeah, yeah it was so nice having you on Nile, and we will hopefully have you on again, just sounds at good. some point. I'm excited about where you go yeah, next. Keep travelling so we can keep talking. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Well, yeah, no, I think. Uh, there's, uh, there's there'd be a bunch of places I'd uh, bring up in more detail next time. So yeah, 100%. Uh, just uh, drop me a line. Brilliant. Right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We are um, going to end the episode, but just remember to like, share, subscribe, shout about us. Just, you know, share the love. <laughs> but yeah, thank you.